0: Chapter ten of Tamba the Tame Tiger His Many Adventures This is a Librivox recording. All Librivox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit Librivox.org. Tomba the Tame Tiger His Many Adventures by Richard. Barnum. Tomba at the Dock. Queer as it may seem, Tomba had done that very thing. He had run from the street into the opening of a subway station in a big city, thinking it was a cave. And if you have ever been in a city where the street cars run underground instead of on the surface as wagons and automobiles do, or instead of up in the air as the elevated trains run, then you will understand how it was that Tompa made his mistake for it was a mistake to go down into the subway, thinking it was a cave. The rumbling and roaring sound Tomba heard was a train coming along the subway, and being underground, it made much more noise and racket than it would have done up on the surface. So it is no wonder the tame tiger thought it was a thunderstorm. Down the subway steps he ran. He saw a dark tunnel stretching out both ways from the station. It was light on the station platforms where the subway trains stopped, but beyond this place, at each side, The dark tunnel of the subway stretched out. Tomba saw crowds of persons getting on and off the train, and as quick as a flash he hid behind a candy counter and newspaper stand where it was partly dark. Tomba did not want any men to see him now. For since he had smelled the salt water he wished more than ever to get across it and back to his jungle well thought the tame tiger as he crouched in the darkness behind the candy stand where the boy tending it busy selling evening papers did not notice him well i don't know what this all is what it's about, but I guess this isn't the kind of cave I'm looking for. It isn't a jungle cave at all. It's much too light and too noisy. It's as bad as the circus. I must get out of here if I can. But Tamba knew better than to rush out when so many people were coming and going. He wanted to wait until they had gone, but there were so many of them, it seemed that they would never go. And Pretty soon a policeman and several excited men who did not wear blue suits with brass buttons ran down the subway steps. He came right down here, said one excited man. My wife and I were walking along the stone wall by the park when the tiger jumped over right in front of us. Then he ran down these subway steps. Then he must be here yet, said the policeman. And if he is, we'll catch him and send him back to the zoo. If he came out of one of the cages there, he must be pretty tame and he won't hurt anyone. Come on now, everybody, we'll have a tiger hunt in the subway. Of course, Tomba did not know what all this talk meant, but he knew enough to guess that the policemen and the other men were trying to capture him. So Tomba wanted to get to a better place to hide than just behind a newspaper stand, and he was lucky enough to find it. The lower part of the stand was hollow, like a big box. In it, the newspaper boy kept his old papers, empty candy boxes and the like, and there was plenty of room for a tiger in there. There was a door to this underneath place, and the door happened to be open. Tamba saw it, saw too that it was dark and quiet underneath the stand, and so he crawled in under there. A better place for a runaway tiger could not have been found. Tamba curled softly up among some bundles of old papers, and there he stayed while the hunt was going on. Up and down the subway station platforms, the policemen and the others looked for the tame tiger, but they never thought of looking beneath the hollow newspaper and candy stand, and there Tompa stayed as snugly as you please. Well, said the policeman at last to the man whose wife had screamed so at the first sight of Tampa. I guess you made a mistake, my friend. You didn't see any tiger at all. You dreamed it. I'm sure I didn't dream, said the man. I wasn't asleep. I saw that tiger come into this subway as plain as anything. Well then, he must have run up the steps on the other side, said the policeman. He could have done that before we got here. At any rate, the tiger is gone, and we may as well go out and look for him somewhere else. He isn't here. The excitement soon quieted down. The searchers went upstairs and Tomba was left to himself in his hiding place beneath the newspaper and candy stand. He could hear people walking up and down on the stone platform and he could hear them talking. They were talking about him. As it happened, for the news of a tiger being loose somewhere in that part of the city had spread, but Tampa, of course, did not know what the men and women subway passengers were saying. He could hear the rumble and roar of the subway trains and they sounded something like the trains on which the circus traveled from town to town. But Tompa did not come out of his hiding place to look at them. He stayed quietly in the cubbyhole under the stand. After a while, as the hours passed, it became quieter in the subway. There were fewer trains, and hardly any persons were traveling now. At last, along about three o'clock in the morning, no trains ran at all. The agent at the station went to sleep in his little booth, and the newspaper boy had gone home long ago. Tompa thrust his head out of his hiding place. He heard nothing and saw no one. Now is the time for me to run out and go to the salt water, said the tiger to himself. This time I shall surely get back to my jungle, I hope. Carefully and softly, Tomba crept along the subway platform. He passed out of the ticket gate, right in front of the man in the little booth, but the man was asleep and did not see the tiger. Up the same steps down which he had run some hours before, Tomba now crept, he reached the open air and could see the stars glittering overhead. The night was clear and warm. Tomba liked it very much, eagerly he sniffed the air and he smelled salt water. He turned his face toward the river and began to stalk slowly along. He wanted to cross the salt water and get home to his jungle. And as Tomba slunk along, he began to remember how hungry he was. Since leaving the circus, he had not eaten very much. Oh, if I could have a nice juicy piece of meat now, how good it would taste, thought Tomba. But of course, no meat stores were open at that hour, and if there had been, Tomba could not have gotten any meat from them. If the tiger had strolled, no matter how quietly and politely into a meat-shop men would have driven him away or have caught him and shut him up in a cage but i do want something to eat sadly thought the tiger just then, a smell came to his nose that made him lick his lips with his red tongue and made him sniff very hard with his black nose. I smell milk, thought Tomba, and it isn't sour milk either like that which Squinty the comical pig was drinking. I smell fresh milk, and I wish I had some. When Tomba smelled anything good, he knew how to find it, even if he could not see it. He just had to follow his nose until he came to it all jungle animals, and even your dogs and cats do that. So when Tomba smelled the milk, he turned his nose toward it and walked along until he came to it. And where do you suppose it was? Why, an early morning milkman had left up Big can of milk in front of a grocery store, and it was this milk, some of which had slopped out from the can, that Tompa had smelled. Well, here's milk, all right. That's sure," said Tompa to himself as he sniffed around the can in the doorway of the store. But how can I get it out? I can't scratch or bite through this tin can. And oh, how hungry I am. A good big drink of milk would make me feel much better. Tomba walked up and down in front of the can. It stood in the dark corner of a sheltered doorway of a store on a main street. But at that hour of the morning, after the milkman had passed, hardly any one was ever out. I must have some of that milk, thought the hungry tomba. He pawed and clawed at the can, hoping he could find some way of getting it open, when all of a sudden he knocked the can right over. It fell to the sidewalk with a clatter and a bang, and the cover came off. Out gushed the white milk and some of it spilled right into the big, deep cover of the can itself. That was enough for Tomba. Here he had the milk in a dish all ready for him to lap it up with his red tongue, and that is just what he did. My, but that's good thought the tiger as he drank all the milk out of the can cover. I am having better luck than at first. There is even enough milk for that pig, Squinty, if he should happen to come along. But of course, Squinty was far away. Tomba lapped up all the milk from the can cover, and when he saw where a little puddle had formed in a hole in the sidewalk, Tomba took that milk too, and then he felt better. Now to go down to the salt water and find my jungle, he said to himself as he licked up the last drops of milk. So Tampa started off down the city streets once more, and because everyone was in bed and asleep, no one saw him. But there was a very much surprised storekeeper who the next morning went to take in a big can of milk. It was upset and spilled. Ha! Some bad boys must have done this, thought the storekeeper. I must tell the police. But wouldn't he have opened wide his eyes in surprise if he had known a tiger had drunk the milk and if he had seen Tomba doing it, perhaps it is just as well he did not. But Tomba never knew what a sad trick he had played on the storekeeper. The tame tiger slunk along coming nearer and nearer to the smell of the salt water, and at last he came to the river itself. It really was a river of salt water and ran down to the big ocean. But the river was not like those in the jungle. It had no banks of green vines, mud, and trees. Instead, all along the river were big houses built on piers with the water in between, and it was to one of these docks that Tompa slunk down in the darkness. Tied at the docks were big ships. Which would soon steam down the river and cross the ocean. Tomba knew what ships were. He had come across the ocean in one when he was brought away from the jungle. I think I have found the place I want at last, said Tomba to himself as he walked slowly along a pier. It is the place of the salt water where I landed when I first came to this country. Now I have only to go back the other way and I'll be at my jungle. And how glad I shall be. Now I will find a good place Place to hide until morning, and then I'll see what is best to do. I am tired now, but I had a good drink of milk and I can sleep. So Tamba found a quiet hiding place on the ship dock and went to sleep. End of chapter Ten